What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Right, here we go. Um, this is episode 200. Really? Really. Yeah. Well, congratulations to that. And um, I saw today that the Friend Zone podcast, which is one of the first podcasts I really got into, um, celebrating eight years. And, you know, we celebrating five years. So it's the thing that they were only doing it for three years when we got started. Where they is were our, big. Uh, yeah, no, they are big. You know what I've gathered, though, for real, for real? Longevity. Number one, this, this is going to sound crazy, but for real, for real, everybody ain't going to make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true. They, uh, and the only reason why I say that is because I, um, I never got into podcasting to like get popular or rich or anything like that. But there are some podcasts to me that I don't love. And I'm just like, how is this podcast so big? But in reality, and that's not to be a hater necessarily, but I do, you know, I have, I think I've even said this about the music industry. It's not about talent. It's just, I mean, some people like it. Some people don't. That's just really what it comes down to. And some people know people. And one thing I learned early on is a lot of the big podcasters, they all in the same circles and there's nothing wrong with that. So I don't want to come off as a hater, but I will say people from the friend zone already were, were very popular. And I, again, not hating, but they they were they and the read were way before the podcast explosion. I'll say yeah. That. Uh, what I've noticed since I moved here is that you that in order to get a certain level of notoriety and being be being able to get like you know paid from certain things that you do, you have to have the right team behind you, and that's very important. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that a lot of times the people who are doing it, they have like agents, whether they're small agents or not, but they have agents and companies behind them, behind them, managers, stuff like that, that are skilled into putting them in those spaces and, um, you know what I'm saying? Getting them deals. I have a manager now and this is the reason why it's, it's causing me to step up my game, but as far as my content, as far as like, everything because i get so many different offers and i can't take advantage of them because i don't have the type of content that they're looking for and so or i don't i don't have anything on my page that really shows my personality because a lot of the time they want me to to either speak on camera or like move on camera and i don't have any examples of that to show they can't just mm -hmm. offer me money and they like well i ain't never seen him do nothing like right because so. marketing and advertising is an investment it's not a we believe in you let's see what happens type of thing. exactly so that makes sense. um I th i've always kind of known that but i didn't realize that that is what happens in every aspect of life like even down to like background dancers um i always noticed that anytime a artist shoots a video um, in a certain city, you will see a certain dancer in the video. Like in LA, they use the same dancers. In Atlanta, they use the same dancers. And um, that's easy I, for people. So it's like, why? once you get your familiar to get rebooked, there's nothing. That's less effort for the people that's looking for the talent. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, I get it. so I'm, I'm learning that <clears throat> and I'm taking notes of that and I'm just... <sighs> I'm you know, you I feel like I feel like my problem is that I always want to do something and I don't do it. And so I've I know I've noticed this about myself for a minute. And so now I'm just forcing myself like you said you want to do this. This is what we're doing. You got to do it. No, I get it. 
It was long as long as you know, I'm glad that you felt like you got to a point where you acknowledge something that you could work on and then just do it. That's just what it comes down to. Cause once it starts working your favor, you're gonna be like, I should have been got darn. Oh, you for sure. For sure. So, but you taking the steps to see you bought a camera, you bought a microphone. And as much I mean, I feel like you post pretty frequently, so just you know, take you Yeah. Know, <clears throat> um, I think that now I'm just trying to really find out like how I need to post because I do want to keep my page strictly for um for makeup. But unfortunately my other page doesn't have the same followers as that. So it doesn't get the same engagement. So yeah, I, I have to use my I have to use one page. But I think I just need to stop boxing myself in because I keep listening to other people like, oh you can't do this. You need to separate this. You need to blah blah blah. But literally people come to my page for all of those things. They come to my yeah. page for pictures of me, videos of me, photos of my clients to see what I'm eating, to see what I'm right. I don't follow makeup artists because I like their work. I follow them because I know them. <laughs> I mean, at least me exactly. as a consumer. I obviously, I'm not a beauty professional, so I might be a little different from your target audience, but a lot of people that have, uh, that, like even hairstylists, there are some hair, like for example, um, Kendra P. That's like one of my. She had. She said, for a long time, I exclusively wore Meek Brazilian. And why am I following the hair page? You know what I'm saying? I know where to find the hair, but I actually was invested in her, her lifestyle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I get it. I understand. But you know, you just gotta find your thing, and it, and it don't have to. The thing is, if you would have started sooner, maybe you wouldn't have been in the right mind space. So now you've kind of seen certain things. You've been able to kind of identify. You with know what? Um, you sound like Issa Rae. I, I just uh, saw a video of Issa Rae saying that how like. Um, she's kind of grateful that she her career started later in life because she feel like if she would have got it early on, she would have fucked it up. Yeah, so, you just never know. The situations might not have been worked. Because, I mean, think about it. You've been very visible on social media for a really long time. And so it's not like... I just feel like, you know, maybe 15 years ago, obviously you were doing makeup, but you weren't doing it on the level that you're doing now. And so maybe the people that would have attracted to... Like, I just think that you have such a good quality of career and work right now. The people that you really want to target, you can target. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus doing crucial brows and your audience being <laughs> like the crucial brow girls. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe if you make it to Hollywood, they, they don't like it. You went Hollywood... Because you went Hollywood literally. <laughs> you know literally. I heard, I, I, well, um, what uh, Abavi said, because you flew here. Did you fly Delta? I did. <laughs> I did. That lady is funny. She said, because I felt offended because you said, I grew here and y'all flew here. Okay, you did. <laughs> did you fly Delta? <laughs> I sure did. I flew Delta. You that's why it's so crazy. But yeah, I'm excited to see what you do. You know what I'm saying? I um you've been talking about this for a long time and at least you doing somebody. Y'all, Hazel, she you literally waits until I'm recording to start squeaking this gat darn tennis ball. I'm That's sorry. All right. okay. That's Nothing all right. Like Let me tell you it. something. I have been like I don't I'm I've been very vulnerable these last couple of days and Me too. I have been on Instagram and watching dog videos all day long. <laughs> I'm like I've been watching, like I don't even want a Frenchie. I've been I've been looking at like Frenchie accounts. I look at um, giant Schnauzer accounts. I look Ooh. at Kane Corso accounts. I look at. I have, um, really grown to, I have really grown to love Kane Corso because of my neighbor. They actually great dogs. They really are. they can be aggressive dogs. I just they don't have a like that they, they they drool a lot, but I think they, they are so. My neighbor cute. hers got acne real bad on his chin, but they have a lot of injuries because of their the way their body is made up. So it's just like. They are nice for the aesthetic and the security, but it's a lot of a lot of work. I guess they all come with their own pain points because doodles have terrible stomachs. You won't yeah, get much sleep and, a lot um, of Frenchies. 
Um, Zay has a Frenchie now, um, and he's had him for what the last what five months he got from his cousin, five or six months, and um, he was. I told him I said Frenchies have a really um, sensitive stomach, like they have a very very specific diet, and I think that's probably why his cousin okay. gave him the damn dog because of that. And so he he had like pay attention to her. And he's to him, and he says that when he see when um, I can't even get it out, but the dog has a tendency to eat too fast and throw up every time. Oh, so he has to he has yes. to buy the little puzzle thing to pour the yeah, food the on so that she can slow her to, down, yep. slow him down. Do so I'm like, yeah, oh I had to do gosh. the same thing for Hazel, and yeah, Hazel has a very sensitive stomach. So I have to um, with Hazel if I'm going to take her to the park or if we're going to get in the car, she got to either not eat yet or eat like an hour before. But she used to eat really fast, really bad. Now she has grown out of that, but I also had to get her a slow feeder. But honey, sometimes a slow feeder wasn't even enough. Hazel be like, "What did what did what they supposed to do?" I'm, all I'm gonna do is learn the pattern and then <laughs> eat that fast too. Yeah, but yeah, so I know we have not recorded in a while. There has been y'all, there has been so much going on. I'm sure a lot of y'all already know my granddaddy passed away, and me and my granddaddy was so tight like that was my dog. Like, since day one, literally, the only reason why I even bought my investment property is because of him, you know, not because of him, literally, but it's it was the location, all that. So, I have just been let me tell you something when people I never grieved before, clearly. Because before this, I when people would die, like, I would be sad because it is sad. But I never would have, like, an emotional reaction until I get to the funeral and I see other people crying. But let me tell you something about my granddaddy. I cry every day and for, like, two weeks. I, yeah. It's it's so crazy because I am not. Number one, I'm not a crier. And that's not, like, to brag or nothing like that. But I'm like, what the freak? This junk got me down bad. And my granddaddy was sick for several months. And it did get to a point months ago that I my for myself I'm like he might not make it out of this so um long story short he he um he dealt with congestive heart failure and because of his age and his condition he was just not strong enough for surgery so it was one of those things where he probably wasn't gonna get stronger sadly and it did ultimately like consume him so it was it was very abrupt. Like I used to go to see my granddaddy all the time. He lived in um, it don't matter where he lived at. I used to go see him all the time. We would kick it. The last time I really kicked it, me and Hazel went to go see him back in October when I got my new car. And I'm just so grateful I went because I don't know, you know, little stuff like that. You just be glad you took advantage of a situation. Yeah. But I would call him all the time, like go see him. So it wasn't like it wasn't nothing. But even deep down, I'm like. Maybe I should have went again after that. Obviously, I didn't know what yeah. was ahead. But I, anyway, long story short, I was really sad. I and I and I, you know, people people die the next day. They be like, "Oh, I miss him so much." No, for real, I miss my granddaddy so much already. I'm gonna try not to cry now, <laughs> but it's like it's been so crazy. I like I was in a meeting today at work and I almost cried. And then they probably looking like, "Girl, I think the day after it happened, I took myself to go see Barbie." And I'm like, they probably looking over me like, "Girl, the mozzarella sticks is not that good." Like, uh, that's <laughs> me. That was me. I think that because of like just how we grew up and where we grew up, we didn't really have spaces where we could be emotional for real. Mm-hmm. And see, like I grew up and I always tell people I grew up, I grew up in a household um, where my mom, she was like very open, but certain stuff was definitely passed down. That was kind of toxic. Like I had to talk mama that, that'll whoop you and say, don't cry. Yep. Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like small stuff like that play a part in us growing Absolutely. up and being very like, not necessarily unemotional, but we just don't know how to process our emotions the correct way. 
Yeah, so, I agree. I feel the same as you. Like, I felt like when my mom passed, like, I was just, I didn't, first of all, I didn't want to believe it. So it was just so weird. But I can remember me just trying to go through life, trying to be normal. And my mama just died the day before. Like, I'm, yeah, I literally oh tried to go God. to work. Same. I, oh, my I'm God. I'm trying to go to work the next day because I'm like, I can't sit at home and just think about it all the time. Like, and what I, is, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't, right. obviously can't bring them back. And that's not from a, a stance of being insensitive, but it is literally like, what am I supposed to do? I can't sit around and think about this. And look at how young you were. It's not like you could, you were yeah. the one planning her funeral and stuff. It's just like, you just yeah. in this weird space. And I, I, I felt guilty too. I felt bad because. Um, right after graduation, me and my mom had gotten into it over something very stupid, me cleaning my room. And she told me that, well, if you, and I told her, I'm like, I had two jobs. I was doing too much. Blah, blah. And she told me that if I ain't clean my room, then I can get out. And I, me thinking that I'm grown because I'm 18, out of school, two jobs. I said, I'm going to Alicia house. And look at here. And so I ended up, I ended up coming to your house. But what I'm grateful for is that, like, went back. before um, she passed, she ended up hitting me up and was like, "Okay, well, she needs, she's gonna give me access to like my bank accounts that I've had since I was a kid." And she had took us to Red Lobster and shit. So I ended up moving back home, and that happened like maybe like a month and a half, two months before she passed. So I'm Dang, grateful. you were staying with me for a while, wasn't it? Like several months. Yeah. Or am I tripping? Okay. It was. It, it probably seemed longer, but I think it was just between the month of June and July because it was the summertime, so we had to work every day. And then when we, we wasn't was. working, Remember we was we outside. Had our new uniform. Yeah, no, we was. <laughs> we had to work every single day. So, and we worked open and closed. So it probably mm -hmm. wasn't even that long, but because we was doing so much, it probably seemed longer than that. Because my mom yeah. died. In but you stayed with me more than once, right? Because then you, when you and Tamika had ish, I don't know, I don't remember, but I feel like you stayed with me twice. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's okay. I've had all the type of shit going on. <laughs> but, but yeah, you I'm so sorry to happen to you, though. That's so. Yeah, that's okay. So I don't. I. Don't, I, re, I was trying to remember. When did I meet your granddaddy? Because I feel like I've only met him maybe once or twice, but I can specifically remember me coming to like a, a family function, if I'm not mistaken. It was at Fella's house, maybe? And it was at Eric's house, my uncle's house. It was at Eric's house. Oh, yep. You know when you met my granddaddy? Remember we went to that section party and we missed the last bus and my granddaddy picked us up from Oakland City and he kept cussing? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he had a truck. Yeah, he had that red pickup truck, which he still has to this day. I remember that he had yep. a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember I felt that. so bad too because my mama called him to come. Oh, some stuff, little stuff like that. I actually feel bad about when I was a kid because I think that was very irresponsible. But I feel like at at that time in my life, it was so common to ask for favors. I was just like, whatever. Anyway, but yeah. So um, you mentioned something like going to work the next day. So that was really tough for me because so at my job, like I think it's a. I don't really know if it would be any different if I wasn't working my kind of job. But what I'm trying to say is when I got back to work, so I took, so he passed on a Saturday. So I'm actually kind of glad it happened over a weekend because it kind of created a buffer. So I took Monday and Tuesday off and then I came back to work Wednesday and I was so irritated because why are y'all emailing me? To me, the world poster has stopped. Like y'all know yeah. why I'm out. Why are y'all asking me for these urgent updates? And it really pissed me off, actually. It made things a little bit worse because obviously I don't really expect the world to stop. But to me, if you know why I'm out, 
be a little bit more considerate about how you're approaching me about stuff. Like I'll give an example. Now this one girl, she did not know, but it just, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, you just need to be kind to people in general. Cause you just literally never know what's going on. But long story short, and I will not have to drag this out, but someone reached out to someone for help on some data. Right. And they're like, Oh, this is actually in Alicia's wheelhouse. So let me connect you with Alicia. So they connect me with the person who needs help. And I'm like asking all these questions and they, they finally reply back to me, which was Friday, the day before my granddaddy passed. But a lot of times when I get certain emails after three o'clock, I just let it wait until Monday because some stuff is, I need, I'm ready to go. The week is over. So anyway, I'm off now. They replied back to me Friday. I come back to work Wednesday. I re- I get back to them. Actually, I get back to them Thursday because Wednesday I was trying to catch up. So Thursday I get back to them. I'm like, hey, actually, this is something that the person who you originally reached out to was supposed to help with. And the only reason why there was confusion is because the person that was requesting this data didn't even know what they were talking about. So now mm. I'm replying this email. I'm like, hey, actually, this belongs to this person. And she's like, okay, so let me get this straight. This is what she said. I was asked to reach out to you for this type of, you know, help. And now it's been over a week and I haven't been helped. And you're saying I have to go back to this person. Is this correct? I said, oh, baby. I would have picked was, up the phone. Do you hear me? It was so disrespectful. And genuinely, I understand frustration because every, you know, especially when it comes in like data security type of work I do, a lot of stuff is urgent all the time. And everybody's issue is urgent. So I can't treat everybody's issue as urgent. I got to treat my stuff as urgent and, and and handle everything else in order that I received it. And so I was like, um, I'm sorry. I was out on bereavement. So I was unfortunately not able to reply to your email. And of course she didn't get, she didn't reply back, but it just really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, dang, you know, whenever I'm working on a project with something and I am, and it could be urgent, I swear to God, I do not press people like that. I do send follow-ups, but I always just make sure I didn't leave out any information. It's just a way to approach stuff. And it, from that for moment sure. forward, it just made me think about like how the patience I might have with certain stuff, because you legitimately do not know what people are dealing with. And I was just, I, I mean, for real, it was my 13th reason. <laughs> I can't lie. Not I was just... And my manager was saying, like, you know, you can take more time if you need. But in my mind, if I take more time, this is only going to be worse. You know what I'm saying? I'm only going to be more back. Like, I'm the only person in the entire company who does my job or can do my job or even knows the information that I know. So it's not that simple. And I get it. And it's just and now even now to this day, my granddad was buried on the 31st. I still am trying to catch up. And now I still got projects that have the same timelines, the same due dates that are not going to change because little old me. So anyway, it just, it, that was the really hard part. It was like, I even told my manager, I was like, you know, I logged into the computer this morning and I really realized that business keeps on going. It ain't got, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a small piece of this big puzzle. So I said, to say is y'all don't ever hesitate to take time off. If don't feel guilty about it, don't feel bad. Don't, and you know, if you got to ask for permission, that's one thing, but if you need to take time off for yourself or if you need to take care of some business, put yourself first for real. Cause these companies literally the show must go on. Oh, everybody! Sure. Everybody don't had a loss. Everybody don't been sick. Everybody don't dealt with this. So yeah, it just it's, it's, was- it's different when you work, and and I hate to even bring it here, but it's different even when you work for a company that um has a lot of black people. Because I remember when I was working at Six Flags, they were like, "Listen, go home, do this." Da, 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 da. They didn't bother me. Like, yeah. but I mean, that's also I don't have an important job like you. So, well, that is important, but I get, but that's the thing. What I was thinking too, because I was like, maybe if I was working in retail, it would be a little bit different because none of the work was dependent on me. So somebody exactly, can work my yeah. shift, so the show can, you know, people can catch up with the slack and every in retail, every day is a new day. It's not related to yesterday, etc. But what I, what I work on is very 
Alicia specific. And it's, you know, it is what it is. I'm not tripping, but all I, I said all I had to say is, you know, this was a really tough process, which is why I wasn't able to record last week. I really think that I'm changed forever. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. That's gonna sound very dramatic, but I don't even, I just, I don't know. <laughs> this is, it's just, it's just crazy. But my granddad really was my dog. And, um, you know, I'm gonna miss him. And I don't know if I ever like, you know, get this grief thing off my back. But I, you know, I'm not going to, like, harp on it, but it, it sucks. And also, one last thing, I also will say this made me more sensitive to death in general because I think that whenever it came to, like, grandparents or older people, you kind of expect that time to come at some point, even though any of us can be gone at any moment. But I truly thought my granddad was going to live to be 100. I know that might be delusional. I feel you. But I, I definitely mean, I, thought I, that. I get it. And my granddad, because he was in perfect health, seemingly, seemingly perfect health. And he was just so cool. And he looked young. He was still driving, working on his house. I mean, he was only 84. And I mean, 84 is older, but it's not like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? And when I yeah. see other 84-year-olds and they look so much older than my granddad, I'm like, oh, my granddad lit. We good. You know what I'm saying? But I really thought, and he would always be like, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have took better care of myself. He used to always talk about death. And I think that comes with the territory when you get older because a lot of your peers are gone and stuff like that. But I'm like, granddaddy, you could easily be here another 30 years, another 20 years, another 10 years. But yeah. It's just ironic because, you know, he used to have his cookouts every year. And he was really talking about having this 85th cookout, 85th birthday cookout one more time. And this would have been his 85th birthday next month. So it just sucks. And I hope that we can maybe still do something to celebrate him. Oh, but yeah, so rest in peace, JP, my dog for life. All right, let's get back onto the lighthearted stuff. Um, there has been a lot going on in the meteor. Um, for with, I know some stuff is a little bit outdated, I guess, at this point, but I still want to talk about it. I'm not sure how much you had read into this uh, lawsuit against Lizzo. Have you... Um, um, I got into it. I got into it a little bit, but I do got to do Black Bins of the Week before we do that. Oh, you sure do. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. So I'm trying to see if they have. Um, okay, I guess we can do this. Um, okay, so I have a friend that I met in Atlanta. He was um, a musician. I don't think he makes music anymore, if I'm not mistaken. But he was a musician. I met him at Afropunk. He was like a rock star. He's from L.A., though. So he ended up moving back home um, around the same time that I moved out here after being in Atlanta for like eight years. And he went to school for, uh, don't quote me, but you I don't know what it's called, but it's the people who hold the camera on the football field and record the games and, and stuff like that. Okay. I don't know. He is was it specific doing that. to sports or is, he, is it just It was very specific to sports. He okay. was doing it for sports. Okay. And so now he doesn't do that or whatever. However, but he started a um, production company with his girlfriend and they create digital content for um, different artists, different um, different people who have like podcasts. If you do like anything regarding regarding video. They okay. do a lot like that. And so recently, um, I reached out to them maybe like a year, maybe like six months ago, trying to see like exactly what they did and what they could help me with. And um, I was telling them what I wanted to do. And so recently, we finally just did it. Because like I said, I've been trying to plan this thing about becoming a YouTuber and all this other stuff for so long. And I haven't taken the, the steps to even start. So a few weeks ago... Um, we recorded a makeup tutorial. I did um, Nadia, who is half of the team. Um, 
I did Nadia's makeup on camera. She has a fashion blog that is revolved around like uh, beauty. I guess uh, you know how like magazines have like beauty tricks and things that you can do to quickly like make yourself look better before going out. Okay. Like little beauty suggestions and stuff like that for black people. So I ended up doing a segment for that, but I'm gonna also use that content for um just like some tutorial stuff. But anywho, so the production company is called Rob Hodges Productions. Um it's very new, they just started, but they they um I don't know if you're familiar with Just Living Baby, the girl Yes, the uh, with the hands. Yes. So <laughs> they filmed their podcast. Oh, I didn't know she had a podcast, okay. Yeah, so her and um, another guy from LA, they have a, a podcast. Um, I'm not. Uh, uh, it's called I guess, Chatworthy. No, Just Us Podcast. I'm looking at something else. Um, Just Us Podcast. They have a podcast and they film it. Okay. Um, or whatever. But yeah, so the Instagram is Rob Hodges Productions. Check them out if you're in LA. If you're not in LA, fly these people out. Use them. They have everything. When I did it. Um, <clears throat> I knew that they were legit, but I think just me being there and understanding like production things, like I've been on a lot of productions and I noticed that it's so many, so many people, it's so much like cameras, blah, blah, blah. They had all that stuff and it was just them two. I mean, the first time I seen them set it up, they set it up on the roof and I seen it to you. They set it up on the roof oh, of... Yeah. Um, their building, but they had like a table out there with like the, with the playback screen with different little blocks on it, so like you can see not different no angles at one time. No, no. that's what's up because I'm gonna just have my iPhone on a tripod. Yes, they had the lights, they had um the microphones, they had the the microphones that go on your clothes, they had the other microphones. Um, I mean, you name it, they had, it. and I was just like, wow, y'all really legit. No, that's really what's legit. So yeah. Yeah, it it really is. That stuff is hard. That's the, and that stuff is hard and expensive. But you know what? That quality though, because people. I mean, because when when I think about um, so I uh, there's a podcaster term podcast. I mean, it's okay. Carla Ramirez, uh, that's her name on Instagram. She started off as you know not just a podcaster, but essentially that was what how people got introduced to her. Then she started a podcast company called uh, Idea to Launch. And so she would do these courses where, or basically like a cohort, like, hey, I'm getting these people together. I'm going to help you launch a podcast in 30 days. This is what you're going to do, yada, 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 yada. But she's gotten to a point now where she's been able to work with a lot of the top podcasts. And she does a lot of behind the scenes of how they film. And it's crazy because the quality, like the like you mentioned, multiple, multiple cameras. Everybody's got their own camera. She has a real crew. in. you know, it's really like setting a bar for like, if you want a quality podcast and you really trying to invest in your thing, like this is the route that you should go. And I admire them because I'm not into that. Um, but I, me, on, like I said, I would have my little iPhone on a tripod and, you know, Godspeed. But that's what's up. I'll put the information in the episode notes. And you made me think about um our on TikTok, I discover wedding content creators. I guess it's content you can basically hire a content creation company or team or whatever, and their job in, in addition to your photographer and videographer is to really capture those in the moment moments. Like mm -hmm. maybe if you want to make like reels for TikTok. I mean, we really are in that era now. You know what I mean? So if you want to do certain things, you want to capture it, then you can hire them. And they're like about $60 an hour. And I think stuff is stuff like that is pretty cool. Or let's say you're having an outing or you on a trip and you want someone to capture those moments while you can literally just live in a moment and they're capturing it. You can pay these people to do it. I think that's really cool. So 
you know, there's an industry for everything. I love that people are evolving and adapting to what, you know, is going on. So, for sure. All right. Thank you for that Black Business of the Week. And I'm really excited to see what you come up with. I really like the idea of the beauty tips and stuff like that because I think that a lot of people, you know, even though I know how to do my makeup now, even though you waited 30 years to teach me, I uh, still learn new tips every single day. And I, I just, it's just crazy because <laughs> that, there are just so many different ways to do your makeup. One thing that I realized I needed to learn how to do better or differently that I like, you know, I think you when you taught me how to apply blush, I basically just smile and then I apply it. But I see people also applying it like over their eyelids, down to their cheeks a little bit. Does that Leave make it alone. sense? I like that. I mean, I feel like stuff like that is only, I mean, you got to show me a picture, but when I see I'm people have blush on temples, yeah, exactly. There we go. No, not in the temples, like here, like, like, I'm I'm putting it right here. I guess uh, okay. Is but it it's like just nice, and then they and they um contour right below there too. And I be doing it down here, which apparently oh, yeah, is kind no. of pointless because I have that shadow already. So I'm gonna try it when I do my makeup for the Renaissance tour. But if I do my makeup, yeah. truth be told, I told you. I think I told you before. Like you would probably use bronzer. That's what you would be using, just because. Um, you don't really need no contour. You just need something to warm up your face around that part. Yeah, because I'm already so, yeah. warm. I'm hot, actually. But I'm yeah, hot I'm right now. I want to cut the air on, but it's going to be loud. Oh, well, thank you for the consideration. Um, but I, anyway, I say all this says I, there's just so many different ways to do makeup and I've just learned so many people that I follow. I don't like how they do makeup. Like I don't, I don't like the methods that they take. Obviously my makeup is not perfect, but there are certain things that I just think don't work for everybody. So anyway, I just like the, I like learning new tips and I just save the video and probably never revisit them because I do makeup twice a year. Anyway. All right. So let's get on this Lizzo thing. So she and her dance captain are being sued. Now, to be honest with you, from what I remember, it seems like a lot of the stuff is geared towards the dance captain and more And Lizzo's responsibility is a lot of like ethical stuff. Um, not, yeah. saying that that's, that, not to absolve her of any responsibility, but it does sound like um, that's what the case is. Yeah, I didn't, okay, so for me, I didn't, I, I can't, I didn't read the, the actual lawsuit part. Um, I just, I just was watching pretty much, um, all of the press that they've been doing. They've been going, they've been on a press tour with this mm -hmm. whole thing. <laughs> and, um, as somebody that has worked in the industry for a minute, um, I was looking at them like, this ain't new stuff. This ain't new stuff. And I know it sucks. It's not, I know it when sucks. When you say I this ain't new stuff, what do you mean by that? Um... Okay, so since we were kids, I'm just using her her as an example because people obviously know that she's uh they call it being a diva, right? Okay. Mariah Carey is somebody who has been in in the industry for a minute that everybody considers a diva because when she does interviews, she's a little catty sometimes it. towards some some people like directly towards them mm -hmm. or she is very like she acts for certain things and she likes things a certain way, and you know it may come off as like, oh, she's being a bitch, but in reality, she just being a, she's a diva, and she has a way that she likes to do things. Right? I'm not excusing nothing that Lizzo did. Let me start there because I don't want nobody to think I'm some type of um, sexual assault apologist because I'm not. But um, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff that they were complaining about, I'm like, bro. Beyonce has done that recently. No shade. Beyonce like, made people eat bananas out of. No, 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 not that, oh. not that, not that, not that. 
that's weird. But, um, I'm saying like the stuff they were complaining about, like as far as like the rehearsals and the intensity and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm like this is I'm like so obviously you're just not prepared for that type of world, and that's fine because I was there at one point. I was there at one point. I couldn't handle a lot of that stuff, but I mean that's just how the industry is, and there's no sympathy. Um, now, do you think? Okay, well, I have a question. Now, when it comes to that stuff that happened in Amsterdam, I've been to Amsterdam before. I understand what happens in the red light district, and I understand what happens um, with all of that stuff. Now, I don't know if it's credible. That's why I haven't really said it on said it for real outside of being my friends. But I've read a few mm-hmm. things from people that actually work at that club that worked that night, and they said nothing strange happened. Mm. everybody was having a good time everybody was laughing and smiling it wasn't nothing weird nobody was like looking crazy or nothing so i don't know how true that is but i will tell you this um majority my experiences with a lot of celebrities um or just people high profile people when it comes to something like that or comes to something like trying a drug or going to a certain place like even at, at strip clubs or whatever the case may be you have the option to say no and still have your job that's how i feel yeah i, I feel um, like you can say you can say no and i mean i don't know her situation i don't know how lizzo was i don't know if it was given like oh do this so you we not finna fuck with you no more but i don't know and then it was complaining about them not being chosen for the second season of the show it's like if you're if this is stuff that happens a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. So I felt the same way. I was just like, you know, so this is how I feel. Obviously a non-industry person, but I think I kind of spoke on this a little bit about around the time when Ellen DeGeneres was getting dragged. I do think there is a power dynamic when it comes to these celebrities. I think on one hand, people will do anything because they want to be a part of a situation or want to be around a situation. So maybe it, um, the things they're talking about, they did, but did uncomfortably because this is a big opportunity. So just suck it up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I also think that sometimes, like you mentioned, the diva thing, people who may be the most humble, the most innocent, et cetera, once they get to a point where people are serving them hand and foot, it's hard to be humble. And you, yeah. and you get to a point, you get a level of success where you're getting accolades and you're getting paid so that's much the, money that that's, you can't... That's what it is right there. What you yeah, just so you get to a point where everything needs to be tip-top. I mean, Lizzo is huge, literally. And fig- Wait, wait. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I swear to God, I was not talking about like her weight. I, know, I was talking about her persona. But yeah. she is huge. Like She is like that girl. So now it's to a point where... I don't want a hair out of place. I don't want this out of place. So now I got to be a B word because I'm not playing these games. These ain't no little girl games. This ain't when I was performing at, at, at pubs or wherever she was doing when she was with the band. So I think that sometimes, you know, when, when you get a lot of power, you become powerful. You are not the same person. Like I think even for myself, what I've experienced in corporate America, when I was an entry level employee, I'm just doing little stuff here and there. But if I want more responsibility, I have to be more stern. I have to be more repetitive. I have to be more, vocal about certain things and people might not like that but it's because i have a greater responsibility and i have a bigger purpose that requires certain things even the girl who had attitude via email she was in a much higher position than me 
And so maybe what she was working on was a no-nonsense type of thing. And this is not justifying it whatsoever. But I do think that sometimes people are sensitive to that because they might it might catch them off guard. Maybe something made them embarrassed, so now they got to prove a point. Or maybe they just are not cut out for that industry. And I don't think that that means that the industry should continue to be that way. But I also hate that we are in a culture where people kind of need to be babied or handheld. That's where I'm at with it. And that's why I have to watch my words because I'm just like, girl, this is literally... What are you... What? I don't know. I don't know. And I just, I feel like that's in every industry, not even yeah. just the music industry or the entertainment industry. That's in every industry. Like if, right. you're, working, if you're working in corporate America, the higher up you get, them people are going to be cutthroat. Let me tell you cutthroat. something. And these people have a persona, a PR that does it does the job so people so the brand can be likable but these people are not nice behind closed doors these people are not cool they're not your friend i mean you can literally be in a in a, a, a happy hour with your team with your manager and then you see them on the street and don't even look your way i've actually experienced that before so and you know you can't even take it personal it is just business but i think that um yeah i just think it's a power dynamic even when i saw the video of the girl who said lizzo took her man i believe it i believe it happened because the same thing happened right, with ariana dude. grande you you get an opportunity People are ruining relationships. I mean, I think the same thing happened with Tyler Lep, Leplay, whatever his name is, the guy who's with um with Miracle Watts. And her name, Miracle Watts. Yeah. I think that these people, and I it might not be true, I don't know, but okay, in the, in the situation the girl is saying that the guy who's who Lizzo has been dating for the last few years, she was with him for 10 years. And she said that she was working on a set with uh with him and Liz, well, he was working on a, some show, some event with Lizzo, and she said that Lizzo was being mean to her, yada yada yada, and shortly after he left her for Lizzo. So what probably was going on is he was already cheating with Lizzo. Who freaking knows? But he, I mean, he probably looked at that and this is not okay. I don't think it's cool, but sometimes people prioritize the opportunity over what they already got going on. Maybe the situation he was in was boring him or maybe who freaking knows, honestly, truly, because I know people who probably would kick their man to the curb for Drake, knowing Drake ain't going to marry you, but it's like, this might be able to, you know, they yeah. put their morals What to the other side. opportunity are you going to get in the world to, to, they look at it like the this space could be huge. to date Drake exactly. or date somebody like Lizzo. And it's not I cool because I think that you could absolutely fumble your bag, fumble your happiness. But some people want to make it so bad, they'll do whatever it takes for real, for real. Even with Ariana Grande, I feel like she, like she, you know, she got a history of stealing men, but this latest situation, it's like, okay, girl. Um, I don't. You, I haven't really got into it because I don't care. I can care less. But um, pretty much every man she's been with, he, she she took cheated him from, on. He, no, she's cheated. Or she with. took him from somebody. Yeah, and this this one guy, he was married to his high school sweetheart who literally just had a baby, and um, yeah, and he's not even cute. No shade, but. Yeah, but yeah, and you know, we know Ariana got a really weird relationship history. Like it's just off and on, on and on with all these different people. And I think that the same, you know, when she was um messing with Big Sean, he was with uh Janae. What was no, not Janae, the one who um Pat, Naya Rivera, all these different people oh, that yeah. she's been with. She they were in a relationship. But even though we think Ariana is so talented, so cool, so pretty, it doesn't mean she's not insecure. It doesn't mean, and also there is a power dynamic. She like what? I'm me. You know what I'm saying? So if I want that man, I'm going to go get him. Like we heard about Tyler LaPlay before he got with Miracle Wise. He had a girlfriend who had who's the mother of his kids. And now you with Miracle Wise, you don't up and love. I heard French Montana did the same thing. So sometimes people just be in opportunities where they just have power. And yeah, power will bring I'm, out the I worst. I see it happen all the time. And unfortunately, um, what made me open my eyes to the fact that people will just do anything for a little piece of fame was the Bad Boys Club auditions. I realize that we are not 
where we, I thought we was at when it comes to stuff like that. Over the years, just because of who I be around, <clears throat> um, you know, not only am I like working with these people, but they see me on trips with them. They see me hanging out. I'm like at parties with Lil Wayne and Regine and all those people, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I have straight men, quote unquote. I mean, these men have like, lives they be engaged to women they whatever but they be having some crazy requests just because they want to be around me and be in those same rooms that i believe it i've literally and had it's crazy like because the rooms that, probably be so overrated they think it's they they think it's, it's just not even that serious like <laughs> yeah. it don't even be I, it sometimes it don't even be fun i just be there just because it's just a part of my job like mm-hmm. It comes with the job. You Even know what I'm saying? Even in corporate America, a lot of people want to work for these big box companies, but I've heard not so great things about some of the biggest companies in the world. It's exactly. like, you want to work there for the looks and just that, but when you get there, you like, absolutely not. Now, this, absolutely. Isn't, now this isn't to excuse Lizzo because I think that that is just lame for her absolutely. to have a, um, um, a presence like that where um, she's a person that always spews out positivity her yeah. whole brand is about po- body positivity just and she's very sensitive to a lot of things it makes me look at her different because it's like at the same time i get it because usually that's how people are when you get bullied when you're somebody who grew up in who grow up in a black neighborhood or even why i'm not any neighborhood really and you have a not so favorable look mm-hmm. meaning that maybe you feel like your hair isn't long enough or you're overweight or whatever. It's something that kids can pick on or young adults can pick on. You tend to grow up a lot of times and, and be like a fucking bad person. Or sometimes you'll fix that thing about yourself and now you point it out in others. It's like your revenge against society. But she hasn't fixed it. No shade. I ain't trying to. Yeah. Because from the reports, they're saying like, oh, they, they're saying that she was body shaming us. And I'm like, well, she's yeah. big too. You know, so. I wouldn't be surprised. I literally wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be surprised. surprised. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's really sad, and you. But I also have learned, uh, especially with the social media stuff, people's persona is just that. It's like these couples that people are couples goes, and you find out behind the scene that they have the most toxic relationships. They just take nice photos, and people are like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like I, the way I see people romanticizing this Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons relationship, I don't know nothing about what they got going on behind closed doors. But all he did the other day was answer her phone call during the interview. And now people are like, oh, man, he put everything to the side for her. I love that. That I just goes that. to show that they're accepting the the most piss poor things from guys. And they don't have, or or people that they date in general, and they don't have standards. Because stuff like that, when I see people do that, like even, um, I saw a post on Instagram, on, on Twitter, that said, oh, he a man because he let her walk on this side of the street with him and not that side or something like that and i'm just like yeah which is like yeah which you better walk on the outside but that's not gonna make me be like oh that's a black king right there it's like that's exactly like i don't know it'd be stuff that in my head i'm like this is like normal but people but on the internet really not. romanticize the smallest things. And I, it could be a reflection of the lack in society in general. But I just wish that the goals would be tied to something really unique. Yeah. <laughs> unique? I don't know. I, but honestly, though, if I'm being real, I feel like this is all going to come out of this um, okay. 
Yeah, most people do. We'll get over it. I feel like she'll be fine. Um, but think I, about it. People have a core fan base, and they're not going to be moved by much. So the per, the yeah. people that a lot of times that the people a lot of times the people that are upset are not even true supporters to begin with. And that just mm-hmm. made me think about something today too. I saw this interview, a clip of an interview with Jason Lee and Amanda Seals, and he was talking about how. Um, if blogs stop posting people, they truly will lose relevancy, right? So he was saying, like, if we stop posting, if we stop posting a certain person, then they could lose jobs or deals or some kind of agreement, like advertising, because people are paying them for the promo because of the visibility they get. So if they stop getting that visibility, it's like a trickle-down effect. And it just made me think the other day about... I, sometimes I read comments and people start talking about somebody's not relevant no more. And this is a person that could have 7 million followers. And I think followers means a whole lot, but it does mean that that's how many people are tuned into you. But people rely now, they measure relevancy based off how much you post on the blogs. I think that's so crazy because a true supporter, a true follower is not checking the blog for the person that they're a fan of. They are following that person directly to kind of get, you know, to get updates. But people look at the blog stuff as like, oh, we ain't heard from this person no more. They don't fell off. And that's so crazy to me. And that's yeah. why people are always doing stuff to go viral or to get visibility or they're paying blogs to post them. It's just crazy. Um, this just reminds me of like when I was like just thinking back. That's why I'm glad I kind of had the experience of growing up in the 2000s in the 90s because i'm like wow um i noticed too a lot that people complain about the quality of music now that's always going to be like that when we were younger our parents were complaining about um the music that we listened to and i'm sure when they were younger their parents were complaining about the music they listened oh this is trash i can't listen to this blah 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 things change but i think that the quality of the industry and the music has changed is because of the accessibility that these fans have to their to their favorite artists now, I've literally watched people like stand accounts and people like bully artists into dropping music. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're not finna support you no more because you haven't, like Cardi B for one. For, and people will uh, read that and like, this is a representation of the entire fan base. Yeah, they like, dang, they think like this. I gotta hurry and put a song out. Mm-hmm. They probably not even ready. They yeah. probably just had a, they just probably had some situation going on in their life that they trying to deal with. And right, they they granddad is gonna die. Exactly. Or or they kids about to start school. Mm-hmm. Or they want to it's little stuff like that. People don't realize that their life does not revolve around a camera and a microphone all the time. Like it's just that's not realistic. Yeah, and so I, I think that because since people are forcing them to do that, or it's like they're making it a big deal that the music isn't good and the 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 content that people put out isn't good because it's like, damn, God forbid that you're sitting there working on your album for three years because you want to per- uh, perfect it. But the whole time... Which is not abnormal because people used no. to write out albums for a decade. I mean, for real. People, like, Let's talk about how people used to write out singles for about six, seven months. Minimum. Minimum. People could wait several months before dropping another single. Now, the whole album is singles. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, I don't like that. Me either. That's why I kind of, that's why I pick and choose. Like, you know, I, I don't down the new artists. I just pick and choose who I like, who I listen to, because I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I'm not even really um, mad at where music is as far as hip hop, like how people like, oh, mumble rappers, people don't rap about stuff no more, blah, blah, blah. Because when I'm going out or when I'm at a party or when I'm like, uh, at an event or a family event, whatever, and I'm listening to music, I'm not sitting there like, damn, them lyrics hard as fuck. She went off. He went off. You know what I'm saying? 
most of the time when I'm young thug don't even say real words, but the the songs is so lit because he turned he ain't talking he probably up there talking about painting on top of a cat or something like an actual okay. cat. <laughs> and it could have been a metaphor for something he just made up and said. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, I don't know nothing about it. But Me. the beat lit, the way he sound on the beat is lit, and I'm that's all I need. Meanwhile, I'm over here playing the Hamilton soundtrack for the one thousandth time in a row. I can't wait to see my yearly wrap up of music this year. That's not gonna yeah. say I play Hamilton like ten thousand hours. And like growing up, even even with me, like I tell people, like growing up, right? I used to listen to people like Mary J. Blige, Keisha Cole, Maya, all these R&B artists. They used to talk about real love that they don't went through. Mm-hmm. I'm singing my heart out. I can remember singing my heart out to seven days by Mary J. Blige. And I'm <laughs> all of what? Eight, nine years old. I don't know what's going on, but the song sounded good. So I'm into it. Like she was yeah. going crazy. I feel like that's how I look at music. And it'd it be so crazy. Cause of course I'm going to be around somebody else. And they're like, Oh my God, what they just saying that song in my head. I'm like, girl, I don't know. I didn't even hear that. I oh just my- be, <laughs> I could, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I just feel like the industry is just in a different space. And yeah. it's because we have all these microwavable artists and microwavable, like, uh, social media influencers. I even be telling people when it comes down to clothes, I feel like clothes go out of style so fast because of the internet. Mm-hmm, it do. And that's, I'm not going to keep buying clothes. I keep seeing this thing where influencers are like calling out people for like copying them, but I thought y'all was influencers. So you mad that people are influenced? I had to get over that too. I had to get over that too, honestly, because like I get it, and I don't consider myself an influencer, but um, I I realized that I have been on the internet since I was sixteen. Like as far as like a visible person posting mm-hmm. photos and people knowing who I am from the internet since I was like 16, 17. And so obviously I've kept myself up over the years. Thank God. Shout out to not doing coke. Um, I kept myself up over the years. <laughs> Everybody can't relate, baby. Um, and so people be inspired. Like maybe I'm like, they're like, I don't even know what the new trend is. I don't know what the style is. I don't know how to do this certain thing, blah, blah. But they'll come over here. And because I'm more, I'm posting stuff like that or I'm posting mm-hmm. how I look, people are like, oh, damn, that probably would be cute on me too. But in my head, I'm like, why is this person copying my whole outfit head to toe? See, I think I get it. But see, I think there's a copying and influencing is totally different. I mean, it's still, people... it's influence. Well, yeah, if you're just, if you're copying and not giving, I don't know. It's a, it, it's definitely a difference, but I still can't get mad at that because I have about, I have 40,000 followers on the internet. Right. Somebody's well, going to like that. Of, they made a bunch of other ones too. But I guess to exactly. me, influencing is like, um, somebody has a specific shoe or a specific bag or a, a very unique outfit. And it's like, dang, I never thought to put that together like that. That's cool. But I think it's different when somebody, when you can make a, a, a lineup of stuff where it's like, dang, did you have an original thought versus you like, you know, when Wiz Khalifa had the blind patch in his head and everybody getting blind patched in their head. Now I don't, I think that's influence. I don't think that's copying, but I guess it's just a thin line, honestly. But I, I the reason why I said it is because I've seen some like, actual influencer girls yeah was it was it lotto that they was trying to say and i'm not talking about asian though that was another girl oh okay it was like a girl she had an outfit and then lotto had on a similar outfit which is apparently a uk style 
And I don't know if the influencer. That's a new trend. But not not a, it's not a new trend because obviously people were dressing like that when we were in elementary school. Like that was a, the little. I was watching mini, an interview from skirt. a UK girl, and she was talking about how that style has made it over to America. And I don't know who knows. I don't even care for real. But the girl was an influencer, and like she's one of those like click the link to buy this out to get the look. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, is it because Lotto is Lotto that you have an issue with it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, how do you know that Lotto stylist isn't the one? It's just a. I just don't. I don't know. I think what I have the issue with is the calling out publicly. Like you just kind of. It's just a little weird. I don't. I don't like. Yeah, it. I mean, honestly, I'm, I don't think people realize it, but I think that people, whenever I talk to people, I always tell them, I said, y'all need to take celebrities off whatever high horse that you have them on, because y'all ultimately forget that they're regular people, right? Literally regular people. It's social media you have dead. no idea, like people, how like Rihanna, mm-hmm. you would never think that she'd be on certain on people. She probably been on your page before. Probably. And like, oh, dang, that's so cool. And putting you on a mood board. That's just how stuff works. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, she was works. on mine, remember? Remember I wanted them short haircuts? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, but they still do that. Because at the end of the day, if I'm a musician, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fashion girl. I'm not a um, a makeup girl. I'm not a hair girl. I don't know what the trends are because my thing is I go in the studio, I write music, I but even do my music, music I produce can be my music. Influential. How do you think we got to the sound we have today? Like when people started rapping, you think everybody just woke up and knew they could rap? Rap wasn't even a thing yet. So now we got a rapper. And that's what another thing too, when people be hating on like the way they rap back in the day, I'm like, there was not even a style of rap yet. So it makes sense no. for the next person to rap that same way. And then maybe somebody tried something and here come Twister. <laughs> and now you got Buster Rhymes, Bone Thugs and Harmony and all these different people. So I just, it's just, a, I don't know. And I, maybe it's a, and this could be another thing where social media is improperly reflecting the general public because unfortunately the perception, the opinions and the comments that we see are just from the people that took the initiative to put it on the internet. It doesn't represent everybody. And I just yeah. hate it. I feel like we talked on this a few times, but social I media feel is it though. I, and, I, and I get both sides up because God's still working on me because <laughs> I probably have just recently stopped feeling some type of way about it within the last three or four months. I'm being, if I'm being oh, honest, wow. okay. because oh I yeah, there was per- some people that you you said. <laughs> I mean, I I've always had that, but I, I mean, like high profile people, um, so many people. Yeah, use I my pictures from like 2013, 2012, still to this day. This is why I'm, I'm like, honestly, I need to give myself more credit and I need to be more confident than I am because the fact that people referencing my old stuff for current shit, I'm like, okay. And the fact like that I, and I tell people myself, Ooh, I know that's right. Like, I probably get influenced by somebody. Like, say, for instance, if I see somebody have a certain article of clothing. I'm not going to buy that exact same thing, but I'm going to be inspired by the way they put something together. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and get, okay, let me get this exact same shirt. Let me get these pants. Let me wear my hair like this and let me get this, this whatever. I'm going to look at it and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I like that. I like how they put that, put that together. I'm going to tweak it and make it my own. Yeah. That's influencing to some, to me because it's like, okay, I was inspired by you, but I'm not going to take, I'm not going to just write it down word for word. And I feel like that's the thing that used to irritate me about it. But then I'm like, 
you got to step out of your own skin and just realize what people may be looking at for real. Like, yeah, it should be flattering just a tad, but there is a such thing as copying. And we, I mean, it's people who literally, I be on, you know, I'm going to reference TikTok because that's the girl right now, but it'd be people who literally copy the whole spiel from somebody's video, someone's original words, and they literally regurgitated them like it was their own. And that ain't influence. Trust me. That's literally copying. Trust me. Anywho, okay, cool. I, um, so I had a, <laughs> This is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about planning things with groups of friends or relatives or whatever. And the reason why, so y'all know I moved in. I'm, I bought my home a few months ago, right? Early in the summer. And so I have been trying to plan a friend's game night, a gathering of some sort. Not a housewarming, just more of a come see my house, but also have fun, eat some food, right? And I send my friends out a couple of dates and they all got something going on, whether it's a trip, whether it's something for work, whatever, it does not align. Now, obviously, I know I'm asking for a lot to assume that all of my main friends, I guess, are going to have the same availability. But it's getting to the point where it's like, all right. Never I'm just going to pick the date and whoever can come, going to come. You know what I'm saying? And then if, when I do that, some of the people I really want to come can't come. It's just annoying. So, you know, I y'all know this is why I travel alone anyway. I'd rather not do things in groups. And it's not their fault, obviously. It's just life. But it's I have I've changed the date so many times that when I send out the invitations today, the invitation on the picture of the invite was not the same as the date or the date on details of the invite. Cause I don't, I'm like, Oh my God, oh, this is just too much. So I canceled it. So I was trying to have a taco night game night in my house. And, um, yeah, I canceled the invitation maybe like an hour after sending them out and I'm just going to have a Friendsgiving. Okay. If y'all can't make it. Yeah. A friends, and this is the thing. I don't even want to have a friends. Get, maybe I'm overthinking it, but this is why my birthday is in February, right? I'm going to be 35. I wanted to have a nice event. For my birthday. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I felt like doing something at my house in November is too close to my birthday. I feel like if I have something now, then that's like a little buffer. I'm like I said, I'm probably overthinking it, but I just feel like if I do Friendsgiving, I'm just gonna do something by myself for my birthday. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't, no, I don't think you should think like that. I can't help it, but I just and also Friendsgiving is just so far away. I want to do something now. Like dang, I don't finish my house. I understand that. Um, I'm the same way. I feel like, um, and I've talked about this before with you too on here. Um, LA culture is house parties. LA culture is game nights. LA culture is like just house functions in general, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in Atlanta, it's very common for people to have their own apartments, whether you're, no matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Out here, it's not. People Mm -hmm. have roommates. People, um, you know, they live with whoever the situations just don't be adding up, you know? <laughs> and it's, uh, it's understandable because it's so expensive t- to live here. And so since I do have my own space, not only that, it's huge. People are, the first thing that people say is, why don't you ever host things here? Like you have this whole place. Blah, blah. I'm like, girl, I don't want nobody here. Exactly. Right about that. And so it took me a long time to be comfortable enough to just like, because I think that, in LA, people don't think like that. Like, if you're having a house function, you're gonna invite these type of people. Tell them to bring people. If they're a friend of them, they don't good. bring nobody to my house. And that gives me before. freaking anxiety. Yeah, so bad. Know. But on my birthday, when I had that little gathering at, um, at my house, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. Did I know everybody at my house? No. It was probably like 15 people here, but it was actually really fun. Um, 
So I'm like open to it now. So now I'm like, okay, I've started buying games because I'm trying to start having game night and stuff here just because I feel like I need to hang out with more people and I need to know more people. And the problem that the reason why I don't is because I don't hang out with my friends like that. And I'm, I don't always want to have to meet somebody out like at a restaurant or whatever, even though I do love to get out the house. So I would rather for somebody to meet me at Runyon or meet me at like a place to get a salad or I'm finna go. That's um, how I like to socialize. I do too. I don't, Cause I sit in the house a lot. Like I love being in the house. So I don't want to just always be obligated to doing something here. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, any chance I get, anytime somebody, and like I'm literally texting my manager right now because he's inviting me to some event tomorrow that's far, but I'm like, I don't care, I'm going because yeah. I don't want to be in here. That's why I go to most things I'm invited to. But you know what's funny? After this little function with my friends, I don't care if they never come to my house again. I just want them to see it because I'm proud of it. <laughs> see, and it's different. I get that though, and I get that. And it's different for me to um, my lifestyle because obviously I hang around mostly um, gay men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the gays in the community, they'll have a boyfriend or whatever, but their boyfriend is with them hanging out. They ain't got no kids. They're able to go on vacation and do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. In Atlanta, it was even worse because then nobody, none of the gays had a real job. So you ain't have to clock in nowhere. You having a game night on a Wednesday? We finna pull up and we bringing the game, bringing the bottles. Da 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 da. They do that here too, though, but it's more on a lower scale. Um, just because people actually do work here. Yeah. They get up and go to work here. But I'm just saying, like, I'm so used to that. So with you, it's different because your friends and the people that you associate with, they probably have real life shit going on. They got kids. They just, they got Definitely real got kids, Amber. Amber. Always got they a got cheer competition kids. or something. They probably got a stage. spouse. They probably got, got a fiance. Got, spouse. got they birthdays, got... got weddings. I mean, dang. So it's different. Like, it, it's just so different. Now, and I'll be talking to my uh, girlfriends about that because they don't understand. They be like, that's why I be wanting to hang out with gay guys because they be having so much fun. They be da da da. And I be laughing. I'm like, the reason why is because we don't have kids. None of us, a lot of us, not in relationships for real. Or if it is, it's like a, a certain stipulation. Oh. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's different. Like and and we're not actively looking to, for spouses when we going out. Or we can we can spend money on trips because we're not spending money on uh, kids' clothes and I agree doing with all that, other though, stuff. You know, a lot of you know. So I was just talking to my dad and I was saying, man, at my age, my mama had two big kids. You know what I'm saying? For sure. <laughs> So I'm over here finding stuff to fill my time up with, but in, but it's because I just have that freedom and that independence, and it's not costing me much money. <laughs> so exactly. I'm just doing stuff. But I do have Hazel, and I definitely have to plan stuff around her because somebody got to watch her when I'm out of town. But people have dogs. I don't got no dogs, so I don't got. I don't have. You know what I'm saying? You like, could just leave have... right now and go to South Africa. Listen, right I do it all the time. People mm-hmm. call me the day before. You want to go to Milan? Absolutely. Let me go. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but you know what? It's a gift and a curse because that benefit that's a great benefit. You know what I'm saying? But then if people yeah. want to plan lives and start families, like dang, do I not I do never it because plan of nothing like that? Yeah. I can yeah. never plan like I it's so hard for me to to confirm people's events. Like if somebody's having an event, it's so hard for me to confirm it because for me, I'm still building the clientele out here. So I don't say no to jobs. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't. 
Y'all don't say no to Zara. It's like, dang, so if you want a family, do you not do it because of that? It's hard. Like, how do you choose what's more important? Because obviously you want to make a living. And sometimes I feel like, I know you mentioned in your world before, you mess around and miss one booking and you might not never hear from them again. Exactly. Like, and this is the reason why I'm trying to tap into, that's why I'm like, I need to tap into other areas like vlogging. Because this is something that I can still have a life mm-hmm. and still make money from. I can um, make makeup tutorials to sell or even put on YouTube or whatever I want to do with the content. Um, a lot of people look at me for skincare routines. I can, it's, it's so much different things that I need to be doing outside of makeup because I feel like that is causing me to not do a lot. Like I can't even visit my family a lot, you know, certain times, even if I can afford it, I can't even do it because I'm like, dang, I don't want to miss out on no work. Yeah, I come to Atlanta, that flight is, is too long. I'm not coming to Atlanta for two days. I'm going to be coming there for at least five days. I can't be away from home for five days right now. I can't afford it. The only yeah. time that that's okay is during the holiday time. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so it's, it's just complicated. It's so many different things. Like, it's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, speaking of um holidays, not really related, but Lisa, you you beat, let me say something. Lisa from <laughs> Bel Air. The way I didn't even know that was her in that picture that you sent me. When you yeah. tagged her, I said, I know you you go on her page, she ain't got no picture looking like that. No shade. No. No. She looks you know so good. I didn't even know her eyes look like that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> she looks you. so good. Oh my God. I was like, Lisa? Even when I was doing her makeup, like before I started, I explained to her. I was like, um, since we're doing a photo shoot, um, since we're doing a photo shoot, we're gonna I'm gonna be using a little bit more makeup just because I want it to look flawless on camera. Because mm-hmm. I look on her page and I'm like, she don't be wearing a lot. She's of a very on. natural girl, yeah. Very natural. So I had to just give that preface, but she was obviously loving it. She hit me up about the pictures. Usually with clients, with people like that, because I just that was just a shoot that we um her the photographer for that shoot is her friend. He's also a friend of mine, and so he was like, let's do something. So we came up with a concept for that. But usually when I do stuff like that and it's with like a celebrity or somebody on TV, whatever, they don't, sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to use you again. They don't never follow me back on social media. They don't never reach back out. This girl, as soon as I left, found my Instagram, followed me. Did you she take DM'd that personal? Me. No. Oh, it's a business. Okay. Yeah. It's a business. Let me tell you something. It's going to have the same reaction um, whether I do that person's makeup one time or 10. Okay. You've seen it before. You've seen me do, unless I'm doing like some crazy makeup or something just dramatically different. Usually people have a look. They have yeah. a vibe they do. So Baby, it's going to be like. Lisa, kind of, she need to book you. She need to put you on retainer. And that's so not, even if that's she not doesn't a, book me, people see that and they're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you already wow. associated with that look. Um, Yeah. Let me tell you something. You did that. Thank you. I Thank didn't you. even recognize the girl. And I'm, I don't watch all the seasons of the show. Okay. I need I'm, to watch. <laughs> The um, second one, and it's telling me I got to pay for it now. I was on Peacock, not freaking Prime, stupid. Yeah, and Peacock used to be free. Okay. Out of the blue, they started asking me for money, and I'm paying. Oh, you can have my login, to be honest. I don't care. I think I got somebody login already, but I kept trying to watch it the other day, and it was on. Um, Let me tell you something. You did that. And her hair, she was giving me, myself and, me myself, and I, Beyonce, for real, for real. That's what she was looking like. You said what? She looked like Beyonce in the Me, Myself, and I video. Oh, that was the inspo. <gasps> Stop playing. We literally, we literally recreated that whole scene of her on that couch. That's oh, why she had that dress wow. on. She had the bang. 
we had this like similar couches, the background, everything. It was literally. Oh, y'all that. did that. Yeah, she looked good. I was like, dang, Lisa. Yeah. I that see when you had the boys in the tizzy. Girl. But yeah, I thought, and yeah. I thought she was a kid. I'm like, oh, that's a grown woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think she probably felt like that too. Yeah, no, that's what's up. Though. I'm happy for her. Um, I was gonna ask about Doja Cat, but honestly, truly, I don't care. So let's just um... don't ask me because people ain't gonna like my answer, child. What you team Kitty Cat? Team Kitty. Um, here's the thing. I don't. I didn't. I, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't go deep into the situation with her boyfriend. Apparently, he has some um, sexual misconduct allegations out there that I have. Oh, I don't know yeah, nothing about. Yeah, yeah. I heard I don't it was kind of crazy. So, because I, I, I don't know who he is, so I'm not invested in that. Yeah. Um, like I've never heard of him before, so I don't really know much about him. But I think that I understand Doja Cat and the way that she moves because I understand what type of person that she is. I think that what it is is that she grew up in California, and people out here tend to have um, their their parents, especially her parents. Uh, isn't her daddy famous or something? Don't even know. I don't. Her I'm dad is even, famous. I never. Even but usually, him people that grow up in California, they're tailoring their life to be something in the entertainment industry. A lot of times, like whether they're trying to be a Disney kid, whether they're trying to be a singer. Like even look at Brandy, like how Brandy grew up and stuff like that. And so, there's certain industry standards you know that you have to do to make money. Like you know that you have to appeal to a certain audiences. You have to look a certain way. You have to make this type of music if you want to enter this part of the industry, right? Yeah. I think that that shit has really fucked with her because she's a she's a person that wants to genuinely just be herself. I think early on, because I've known Doja Cat since like, not personally, but I'm, I've known of her since like SoundCloud, Tumblr days. And so she's always been like a, a, a nerdy little kid wearing like hair bows, drawn on freckles, pop locking and stuff like that. So when I'm seeing the music that she put out, she probably likes the music, but she knows that that's genuinely not who she wants to be. Yeah, she don't and even I, act in real life like the persona her music gives off, if that no, makes sense. Not at all. And it so I like think she uses that, a black scent also, but I'm a chill. She, I'm not, I feel like she uses, she talks with a, um, she talked like she, I don't think she talked like a, a white girl to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like now she's like, I'm at a point in my career where I've made a lot of money. I've won a lot of awards. I'm, I have Grammys, I have this. And now I feel like I just want to be myself. <clears throat> Whether that's shaving my head off, playing in makeup, I've been there before. I've been there to where a point where I'm like at home playing it on my face. Not you, That's just who I, I am. Like it was just fun for me, you know? And so now, since she's doing that, people are diagnosing her with, oh, she has, she's mentally ill, she's bipolar, she's going through this, blah, blah, blah. And that's probably frustrating for her. So now she's giving, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. care no more. I'm just going to be who I am. Um, I think that the video um, that she just put out, obviously she um, is playing the devil. For me, I read that as, like, as soon as she cut her hair off and started doing that other stuff, people started associating her with demons and Satan. Like, oh, she's demonic. She's doing this, blah, blah, blah. The whole, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, she's denouncing all that shit, but she's doing it in the video because it's like, y'all think I'm the devil anyway, so whatever. I said what I said. So uh, she's making a joke. Not yeah. everybody, that's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody's going to get it and not everybody's going to look at it that way. And I get that. And she gets that. So she gets that she's going to get backlash from it. But me personally, I ain't mad at her. 
They said Sue lost half a million followers. Because she was being, because she's irritated with stand culture. Look at Nicki Minaj's fans. They make you not want to have fans because of, <laughs> you know what I'm no, saying? I, like, get, a lot of, I totally get it. I, 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 I think that if everyone's feelings are valid. I don't like the way she went about it, but it's not, I don't deal with what she deal with. I close my computer at five o'clock every day. Yeah, and I go exactly. to bed, and ain't nobody even said my name the whole day. So I cannot imagine op- not not only being somebody that enjoys social media just for the entertainment aspect, but also being a, a product of that. And so I think that that would drive me up the wall. But Doja Cat's an interesting person. I think she's extremely talented, and I just want her to be, you know, you know. My whole girl, my, I just wish that I just wish that the industry was not like this. And I feel like I felt like we were progressing, um, especially with Cardi B. Um, when she first came into the industry, we didn't have anybody like that, like as open as her, as crazy and wild as her. Get but closer still... to the mic if you if you can. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um, we didn't have anybody like that for real. That um, that's an industry that's so open and so wild and free and just being themselves and able to actually have a successful career, especially um, being black or black adjacent. Um, but <laughs> yeah, she definitely was. I remember saying that. I always said if I was to be famous, I want to be famous for being myself. And Cardi B, absolutely ten out of ten. Cardi B is like the face of that, Cardi, and, and that's where she comes in as like an icon because I feel like she is one of the people that broke that door down. Where it's like you don't have to be cookie cutter to be famous. And so now, I feel like after a while, we start getting a lot of artists that just became famous for being themselves. Like even SZA. SZA's been out since the Tumblr, the same with Doja Cat, since, since Tumblr days and SoundCloud days. But notice that when, when Cardi B came out, now all those type of artists are put to the forefront because now they like people that be themselves or that are more relatable. I think relatable. everybody's chasing a recipe because I don't know if it was... um. I was about to say Courtney, but Ari Lennox. I think it might have been Ari Lennox that was talking about this, but, you know... The reason why anytime an artist drop and we see a bunch of lookalikes is because everybody is chasing those numbers. So if something is proven to be working, then we're going to try the same thing. We're going to put the talent we're working on on a back burner because this is what's hot right now. And it sucks. Like, I feel like we got, we had D-Rez, Deshaun, we got Rod Wave. We had a little era of big boy singers. Mm-hmm. And uh, even with this drill thing, now we got drill folks left and right. Even if they don't truly believe in them, it's like, hey, this is a sound. Let's just try to push this out. And then when that sound fades out, if it fades out, then we doing this, then we doing that. Like we had Wiz Kid and um, David, you know, making like kind of making um, Afro beats a, a big international thing, or I'll say a U.S. thing because international just means outside the country. But anyway, yeah. so it's like certain things that are working, and it's just and so now it seems like, oh, where all these lulls come from? Where all these dolls come from? It's because this person they they did it and now we finna copy it and sometimes when they copy it they end up being bigger than that last one because the first person had to be the pave maker the, the way maker yeah but the flow walker it's crazy that's listen y'all this is why i went to college to get a nine to five <laughs> <laughs> listen i don't I even fault you for that um i, I think this too me, much i think for now for me i'm just focusing on um still focusing on my makeup uh focusing on my career in that area but also just realizing that i'm just a am a fun person and i really i enjoy it. i'm that realizing i'm a fun person and i just really enjoy like sharing per sharing certain parts of my life with people um just because i feel like people just need somebody to relate to 
Yeah. No. And it's, and that's another thing, too. A lot of people relate to different things. And I think that is one positive side of this social media stuff to me. Because even though we think certain music sucks, people obviously like that music. So it, exactly. just because I don't like it doesn't mean they shouldn't get attention. I But I, what I don't like is the impact that it's had on music in general. But if people like it, I... There's nothing I can do about that. So, like you said, some something relatable. And now you, it's like with podcasts. I've said multiple times I listen to so many podcasts. If there was just one or two or three podcasts out there, I would be bored. You know what I'm saying? So for people to be like, like you know how people are like, oh, everybody starting a podcast. I'm, I, I rotate them out. So let me add yeah. to my arsenal. Somebody's listening to that show, or somebody's listening to that music, or somebody's a fan of that person. And we've been proven, especially with social media, there can be so many people that do the same thing. I come across certain people that's got millions of followers, millions of views, and I'm like, who is this? Mm. Never heard of them in my life. But obviously, these people have found a way to access an audience to where now. You don't need the whole America on your eyes. You just need all the teenagers from Southeast America. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, but, you know, that's just kind of how it is. So I ain't oh mad God. at it. I'm going to just keep working in data and my my, my, my work. Everything ain't for everybody because people it's can't, certain right. people can't handle certain stuff. And I get that. I get yeah, it. Man. I ain't even mad at it. So we need people wrong. in every. We got, in, plenty, we got plenty of streets in Atlanta where it's like three Waffle Houses in less than a point one mile. And, and they all booming. And I bet you people was like, why would you put another Waffle House across the street and look at them waffling? Speaking of waffling, I tweeted this today. You know, I can cook. I really appreciate my quality of food, my plating and all that. But y'all, I really cannot make pretty pancakes. I try. I got the best cast iron skills you can find. I don't try every type. I think it might be the temperature of my skillet before I pour the batter. I keep trying, but what my issue is the middle of it ends up cooking the fastest. And then I try to scoop it up and it'd be stuck to the skillet. I don't know. Somebody help me. I need some some pancake videos. Cause my only shortcut is I just use the waffle maker, honey. Now what? Um, I'm not I don't know how to make pancakes either. Um I've oh, I know how to make them. To make them. I can't make pretty ones because I eat them every day. I've been making them every day. Yeah, same. I don't know how to make the cute ones. I feel like maybe once or twice I've made my pancakes look cute, but the same thing. I, I don't know how to, like, make the perfect. Like, I'll be seeing people make pancakes on Instagram. I'm like, it's so perfect. And I like my right. pancakes crispy. See, you know what's so funny? My mom made some good pancakes. And I you, and it's funny because you, you said you like them crispy, but the only one that used to come out crispy would be the first one. And then the rest of them after that be the ones that I like. I like the IHOP looking ones. I don't like the ones yeah, that I like a little crispy on the outside oh i hot pancakes used to be so good i want to go go ahead and go when you come oh they got out of syrup we got this week here. who me i'm not coming oh so you're not gonna try to go see beyonce i'm gonna see her in la i didn't realize that um the concert was on august 11th i thought it was at the i thought it was august 31st oh i see hmm. well, so i'm sure was, it is august 31st just not in atlanta <laughs> It's in LA. August I think I'm gonna take myself to go to. Um, I, you know, I y'all know how much I love Hamilton. I, I listen. I want to be a Hamilton. Okay, girl. I, think I ain't I'm never seen Hamilton a day in my life. You tripping? So let me tell you something. So okay, y'all. After I got a couple trips coming up this year, and once those trips are over, I I have I need to take a flight that's at least thirteen hundred sky miles. So that I can get medallion status, civil medallion status. I think I'm gonna take myself to New York to see Hamilton on Broadway for the third time. Yeah, <laughs> on mm. Broadway though, because I never been to Broadway. And then I'm gonna come right back home. I feel like that's a good, that's probably fun for you. And then you can, um, I'll give you a restaurant suggestion that I th- that I feel like you would love. 
It's in, yes. in New York, right? Yeah, New York. Um, um, I guess Times Square. And I actually might hit up my my. Fr- so I had a, um one of my jobs I had last year. I had met this girl. She lived in New York, and she's so cool. We we bonded over Hazel because she was trying to get a dog. But we follow each other on Instagram now. I might hit her up and see if she want a link or whatever. But um, but yeah, I just need to make Steve Medane says. I know somebody told me that it ain't worth it if you live in Atlanta. But what about when I'm coming back home? Okay, I want some kind of upgrade. Let me just cook. Okay. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go to New York. Um, maybe around the holiday season or something like that. I don't know. So mm. anyway, that was a useless, useless fact. But all right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. I, um, you got anything coming up that you'd like to talk about? Um, nope. Okay, well, I'm I don't got nothing coming up. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just winging it at this point. <laughs> Same. Real, so I don't know. Pray for, pray for my my mental health. I ain't lying. Pray for, pray for my dogs out here too. And I'm, I'm definitely gonna um, pray for your mental health. You need to um, go smoke some weed. Okay, and listen, y'all, y'all don't even know the half. <laughs> You need to have a little. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. But yeah, I just, you know, I'm making it. Life is good, though. I'm very blessed. So I won't disregard that. But I just have a lot of like personal stuff going on. So it's just really throwing a curveball in my ability to just ignore things that I've been able to ignore typically in my life. But uh, we're going to be all right. But yeah, I got mm. a little, some travels coming up uh, in some weeks. I, um, I, uh, that's it. I'm going to see Beyonce on Monday. So I'm excited about that. I am going solo and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Date yourself, ladies. Um, and you know, everybody on mute on the 14th. I don't care about what they do on the uh, 11th and 12th. Just know. I just thought about something. I always go to Beyonce concert by myself. I end up meet, seeing my friends there, but. I mean, shoot, I'm actually. I'm, I'm actually riding with somebody that's going with somebody else, but we don't have seats together because we didn't buy tickets together. So I don't really care. Though. I went. I do. I you know. I I love a good. Beyonce concerts by yourself is so fun. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> go, I'm going to see Hamilton by myself. I don't mind doing stuff by myself. I'm not that person. I, 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 I mean, now in LA has made me hate it. Like I love. I want. I be wanting people to do stuff with, but normally, nah. Yeah, I don't care. I ain't got no shame. I'm, I'm. One thing about me, as long as I can go in and out in my own terms and not wait on nobody, then it's a success for me, baby. So, but yeah, I'm gonna try to get a little cute. I feel like I don't. I mean, because I'm going by myself, I feel like I'm not so pressed about my look. But I'm like, let me just do it up for Beyonce. I might do my makeup and stuff like that. I might have to try to practice with some um silver, um looks on my eyelid, eyelids or whatever. I might do a a, a smoky eye and throw some silver in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm doing all that for the um concert. How everybody doing it? I feel. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel pressure black. to do that. I feel pressure to. Do, you know what I did? I bought a, a shirt from her Amazon shop, which it looks better than all the stuff that she's. No shade. All the merch that she's been having on site, like at the show. I don't. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I bought I a Beyonce yeah. shirt. I got some um some jeans. I'm just gonna be comfortable, but I just felt like maybe I'll just do my brows and then wear some glasses. I'm really not trying to do all that. It who cares? I care, but I'm not a lot of people are doing stuff because it's going on the internet and I probably won't even post myself. Yeah, because that's what they're doing. They're trying to get posted on their um on her website. And what does that do for you? Let me not hate because my cousin got posted on her website and it was a big deal. Cause she didn't even See? know it was coming. But this was a long time ago. This was um some years ago, like during a lot of the uh protests and stuff like that. But anyways, mm. all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up, man. I'm going to um, holler at you next week. Okay. Um, let's see y'all out here in these streets next week. I'll keep y'all updated on um how this camera go. Because I'm trying I'm, once the camera get here, the, the, how much money it costs, I'm pulling out the box and recording the box. 
You should go to the um. I used to follow the Sony Alpha Instagram page, and they post pictures that people post with, that people take with their camera, and they actually put the exact settings in the captions and stuff. So if you wanted some tips on certain like you know settings and stuff like that, I think that might be really cool to use. It tells which model they use and the settings. Okay, well send it to me. Sure, buddy. Do you when you see it? Oh, holla at a player when you see me in the streets. <laughs> All right. Holla at your girl. Holla at your twirl, baby. And your world and your curl and your pearl. Mm. Oh, here go the yeah. right here. Dang, and they got a lot of followers now. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, we out of here. <laughs> Bye. Look around, everybody.